1: May the fourth be with you. Who is that masked man?
2: Avengers assemble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. As always, we'll start the show with some genre-related news before we begin today's discussion. Due to the lack of promotion from Sony and Marvel Studios, some theater chains are using fan-made posters to promote the upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home. With the opening date only five months away, there has been only minimal news and official promotion material released. The fan-made posters being used by Westtown Movies and Cine Palace feature a variety of spoilers and unconfirmed characters interacting with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And rumors and fan theories abound. While the likes of Toby McGuire, Andrew Garfield, Charlie Cox, and Willem Dafoe have all been speculated to be in the movie so far. Jamie Foxx, Alfred Molina, and J.K. Simmons are the only stars confirmed to be reprising roles from previous Spider-Man movies. You can view some of the posters on one of the FF social media pages, and while you're there, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. We like to be followed and we love to be liked. Spider-Man No Way Home opens December 17th. TNT's Snowpiercer has been renewed for a fourth season. In 2020, the program premiered as the number one scripted drama on all of ad-supported cable. Really, jeez. Season two ranked in the top five cable dramas and reached 21 million viewers across linear and digital in L plus one viewing. I don't really know what that is. The announcement comes as production wraps on Season 3. Black Widow star Scarlett Johansson has sued Disney for breach of contract over the film's release. Black Widow shattered pandemic box office records, earning over $89 million in its opening weekend. But the film lost close to 70% of its opening gross, generating $26.3 million in its second week of release. The suit alleges Disney committed the breach by the simultaneous release of Black Widow theatrically and via Disney Plus, which the suit alleges depressed ticket sales. Evidently, much of Johansson's compensation was tied to the box office performance of Black Widow. Shame, shame, Disney. Claims of depressed sales resulting from the theater and streaming release was echoed by the National Association of Theater Owners. Disney refuted Johansson's assertions in a statement Thursday calling her claims, and I quote, sad and distressing, unquote, and accusing her of showing, and I quote, callous disregard, unquote, for the effects of the COVID-19 crisis. Cho J. Wan, an urban and environmental engineering professor at the Ulson National institute of science and technology in south korea has designed an eco-friendly toilet connected to a laboratory that uses excrement to produce biogas and manure the bv toilet uses a vacuum pump to send feces into an underground tank reducing water use there microorganisms break down the waste to methane which becomes a source of energy Powering a gas stove, hot water boiler, and solid oxide fuel cell in the building where the toilet is located. An average person defecates about 500 grams a day, which can be converted to 50 liters of methane gas. This gas can generate 0.5 kilowatts of electricity or be used to drive a car for about 1.2 kilometers or .75 miles. And each use of the toilet is rewarded with a small amount of cryptocurrency that can be exchanged for goods on campus from freshly brewed coffee to instant cup noodles, fruits and books. Cho has devised a virtual currency called (laughs) GOOL, we'll call it, Um, and uh, that means honey in Korean. Each person using the eco-friendly toilet earns 10 GOOL a day. Students can pick up the products they want at a shop and scan or a QR code to pay with Google. And the Marvel Studios series Hawkeye starring Jeremy Renner has a premiere date. The show will debut November 24th on Disney+. Plus. The next MCU show coming up on the streaming network is the animated series What If? which premieres on August 11th. Today, we're talking about some of that, all of that maybe, um, absolutely a little of it, and much more. Joining me uh, live in studio, I have the likes of Julian Lytle, and Drew Bittner, and Roberto Ortiz, and via the miracle of technology, we have the ever-wonderful Shireen Nicole, Courtesy of Geek Girl Riot. Welcome everybody to the show. Hey. Hey. Nice to be here. Hey. Hello. Yeah. So I never
3: knew I was an Earth, Wind, and Fire song.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, course. come on. You knew.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you knew. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, look, before we actually get into stuff, I had just wanted to mention, uh, because a couple of weeks ago... Uh, the entertainment industry lost a true giant, yeah. and uh, I happened to have uh, been out and uh, on uh, a, a, an extended trip that week, and so there was a rerun that aired. But we hadn't mentioned the—I pa- mean, I mentioned it on the show. I mean, you know, just to observe it. But we hadn't had an opportunity to talk anything about the great Richard Donner, yep. and so I thought Ooh. we would take a couple of minutes. Uh, just to uh, to mention Mr. Donner and his work, uh, I, I was heavily influenced by him uh, through his work on Superman the movie. I think that's yeah. where a lot of fans uh, sort of got their introduction to him. But uh, And of course, as the director of that film, he essentially charted a course for uh, DC movies, I mean, even though they're not necessarily following that charted course any longer, but he's the one that put, in fact, not even just DC movies, but he's the one that put big-budget Hollywood blockbuster superhero comic book adaptations on the map, and so I thought it was uh, absolutely worth uh, at least a mention. Um, You know, Drew, I know you always have thoughts. Let's start with you. Oh, always. Um,
0: I mean, Richard Donner, the... the the key tagline to Superman was, you'll believe a man can fly, and darn if he didn't deliver. I mean, it's a good, solid story. It was great casting. Um, you, can, you can argue like, oh, was the story a great Superman story? Yeah, you know, back and forth. But, but the fact is, it was something that had never been seen before. It took advantage of brand new effects that were coming around in the 70s. And um, yeah, I mean, for, for if, if for nothing else, and he's, there's certainly plenty else, He'll be remembered for Superman and for his contributions to the genre. Yep. mm mm-hmm,
2: Mhm. Um Richard, Oh, Donner I'm sorry. Is a yeah. Pop
3: culture sure. icon. Mm-hmm. I just was going to say Richard Donner is a pop culture icon if, if you if you look at his career from television to yep. film. Like shows like Kojak, you know, Gilligan's um, Island, Gilligan's Island, and then moving on to the big screen films like The Omen, of course, as as we've mentioned, Superman, but Lady Hawk, Goonies, Lethal Weapon, like we're talking about somebody who really shaped the way that films are made and presented.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. As, along
3: mm-hmm. with things that will forever be parts of pop culture, like I'm getting too old for this stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, he, and he had a wrap of being a really nice guy in terms of. Uh, production. I've been reading forums of uh, production crew who worked with him back in the '70s, oh, '70s and '80s, and they mentioned specifically that what a consummate professional he was, how he treated humanely people on on set, and uh, he was an uh, honest to goodness good guy, and he really knew how to keep a set that was friendly and comfortable to work with. That's rare.
2: Well,
0: and he gave us Jeff Johns too, so you know <laughs> he did that. There is, there is that. <laughs> really?
2: Yes, he did. He was,
0: he was his assistant. Yep.
2: Oh, really? That's how, yep. Yeah.
4: That's how he got into the game.
2: Oh, really?
4: Yep. Yeah. I had no idea. He I was not know. aware. Of
1: Explains a so lot, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: no, actually, it, it causes more questions. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was a good one, Shireen. <laughs> and those
0: questions will not be answered today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. Julian, do you have anything you wanted to add to that? No, nah, he was a great dude. He made the
4: second best Christmas movie of all time. Yep, *Lethal Weapon*. Mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah actually, everything else yeah. been said. Yeah,
0: what's,
2: what's first best? Oh, *Doubt*. Neither of those movies are <laughs> Christmas movies. Those are both movies. Christmas films. you're
3: wrong. Lethal Weapon is, without a doubt, a Christmas movie, and I can prove it on another fine episode of Fantastic Form.
2: Yes. <laughs> coming, coming in December, well, the all-Christmas movie review. <laughs> well, we are, we are <laughs> not going to argue about it today, certainly here in <laughs> July. Um, eh, all right, so, um, yes, Richard Donner, a uh, tremendous loss, and uh, he will be remembered uh, by his work. Uh, yeah. Something else that I wanted to just mention, uh, I don't know if any of you all had the opportunity this week to watch Jeopardy, but uh, we had uh, the uh, wonderful Labar Burton cool. uh, as the guest host all week on Jeopardy. And of course, uh, Mr. Burton had lobbied for the job and there was an online petition that garnered over a quarter of a million signatures ultimately. And he got his shot, and I thought he did pretty well. Anybody else see any uh, LeVar Burton on Jeopardy this week? I watched
3: every single episode.
2: Mm. And what is your ultimate judgment, Shereen?
3: Mr. Burton was nervous at first, (laughs) which anyone would be because he wants the job so bad, and Jeopardy is something that is so important to American culture, um, as well as Alex Trebek, is impossible to come behind, no matter how great you are. But as he began to remember who he is, and to be himself, I thought he was wonderful.
2: Oh, great. Mm. Good for him. Cool. All right. Um, Anybody else got anything to to throw in there on uh, LeVar Burton on Jeopardy?
1: I hope he gets
3: it. (laughs) <laughs> I hope he gets it too. Yeah. I did, did not.
0: I did not catch his uh, appearance there. Sad to say. So
2: well, I tell you what. If uh, if I can't do it, then I certainly <laughs> hope he ends up getting the job because <laughs> I I personally think I would be great as a host of Jeopardy. But you know, well, I we're going to give
3: you an opportunity to prove that. <laughs> <Send>
2: your <laughs> there there your cards <laughs> there. You go. I'm not going to ask you. how hey, you're going to make that happen, Shireen. But I'm going to be just very grateful. Uh, simply for getting the opportunity so
3: we are going to do a science fiction comics fantasy at television and film version of jeopardy hosted by none other than Ulysses Campbell and the contestants will be of course myself Roberto and Julian
1: I'm going to do horribly <laughs>
3: uh, I, Andrew be four I have and the memory
1: of a fruit fly, so no, it's not going to work. Well, and
0: I
2: look okay, forward... Okay,
3: Drew, myself, and you.
2: Send
0: your cards and letters to WERA 97.7. <laughs> 96.7.
2: Well, and, and I look forward <laughs> to being able to say, Oh, you must remember to phrase your answers in the form of a question. Yeah. Yeah, my wife would be terrible at, Well, I shouldn't say that. But she doesn't play it right at home. She'll just blurt out the answer and I'm like, "No, come on, you got to play. You got to be like what is? Who is?" But you know, it's like you got to really, you know. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> no, it's what is the a roller coaster. Roller coaster. <laughs> 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 exactly. Exactly. When are
1: they going to announce uh, who's going to be the replacement?
2: Uh, I don't know. When they run, <laughs> when they run out of people who want to audition. Oh, that's <laughs> wow. going to be a minute. <laughs> but, you know, there's no reason to rush a decision like that as far no. as they're concerned. They might as well give me a shot. You know? exactly. like, <laughs> yeah. Send, let's send your audition tape, too. <laughs> I was going to say, let's let the guy have a try. You know? Maybe
1: you should send an audition tape. We're not kidding here. Like, maybe hey, I'm in the union. <laughs> <You
2: know? laughs> get my get my agent to send a frickin' audition send it tape. To, you know, send it to Merv Griffin Productions. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, you know. Keep those cards and letters coming in. <laughs> All right, well, look. Um, so uh, before we, because there's there's one that I want to get to, but it's going to take up like a lot of time. And heck, yep. I'll just I'll just say th- there was a article from the Hollywood Reporter from uh, two weeks ago actually, uh, where um, basically the title of the article was Marvel and DC shut up money. Comic creators go public over pay. And no, mm-hmm. Notably, uh, ta Coates and Ed Brubaker mm-hmm. were talking about um, uh, it, How the paltry deals that don't account for their work being adapted into billion-dollar blockbusters and but that's going to be an extremely meaty Subject so and and that was going to be the sole topic for today And then lo and behold earlier in the week here's mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson <laughs> suing Disney So I thought we'd start with that And, uh, you know, you you heard the, um, oh, one moment. You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA, 96.7 FM, and streaming via WERA.FM. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Drew Bittner and Shireen Nicole and Julian Lytle and Roberto Ortiz. And we are just getting ready to talk about The lawsuit that actress Scarlett Johansson has filed against Disney for breach of contract. And if you were listening to the very beginning of the show, you heard that that was because uh, evidently she is of the opinion that uh, the release of Black Widow was supposed to be exclusively in theaters. And Disney is saying that no, it's it wasn't it, your contract doesn't say exclusively, and they feel that they have met their contractual obligations. Um, but uh, apparently, a good portion of her compensation was tied to the three the theatrical um, uh, performance and open,
4: an yeah. opening of yeah. opening in number of theaters and all that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's most yeah. big actors their their composition is tied to certain yep. goals just like when you watch football or something it's like yo oh you made the first round of the playoffs you get this amount of more yeah. in The second round mm-hmm. you get this amount of more oh you get the super oh super bowl you get a pet oh you win the super bowl
0: checks on oh, checks, oh, checks. <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> but, like stretch goals in, in kickstarter
1: but one of the things that bothers me specifically is that people are focusing a lot on that lawsuit when it's not the only one happening right now uh the director of *The Quiet Place*, uh, the guy from *The Office*, uh, John Krasinski. Yes, he and his wife. He was de- the director of *The Quiet Place*. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really. Emily yeah. Blunt. And Emily, not Blunt. his
3: wife, Emily Blunt.
1: <laughs> and Emily Blunt, sorry, Emily Blunt, are suing Paramount Pictures. Also, for the same thing. Are they suing mm. them? Yes, they oh, are. There's talk of.
4: St- of
0: They're keeping of on.
1: That one is being more quiet, but it's happening. <laughs> a where. Quiet place.
0: Ah, it a, oh, lawsuit. a quiet
1: lawsuit. A quiet lawsuit. Ha ha. That was, ha, was ha. Just a dad joke, dude. Oh my
2: God.
3: <laughs> it's probably an arbitration and not a lawsuit, mm-hmm. if it's happening. Well, it and like yeah. that's
2: part of the reason, ar- reason that folks were surprised. A lot of people in Hollywood were surprised that uh, Scarlett Johansson actually sued Disney, and there was a number of people expressed, well, you know, we would have expected that this was a dispute that could have been mediated.
1: Actually, Feige well, seems to be on the side of Scarlett Johansson from what i am Really?
2: Yeah,
4: because she's suing Disney and she's not suing Marvel. she's said <laughs> well, Disney interfered within the contract negotiations between
0: Marvel well, and the actress. Ultimately, it's not Marvel's decision either, so it's got to be go- got to go to Disney. Legal loopholes. Mm-hmm.
3: Here is what's most interesting. Here's how you know there's a couple things wrong here. One. Disney was nasty in their response to Scarlett yes, Johansson. Yes, it which was. Mm. Rarely ever happens with Disney. They don't really like snap. They don't clap back. Disney's not a clapper. They, they might they might send the ninjas after you, but it's not going to be public. <laughs> this was the first time that, that they little... were very public about, about how they felt about it. Also, that this didn't go to arbitration, as was mentioned. Thirdly, Scarlett Johansson's lawyer said, It was understood to be that it was an exclusive relief. I don't know any lawyers who say this was an understanding that Mm. we had. Oh no, my friend, my friend. Why was it not in the contract? And the fact that this dispute is happening is because the contract is not clear. Let me tell y'all something. English is a language that the world likes to write contracts in because (laughs) English is such a (laughs) knowledgeable language, okay? And so. The fact that the lawyer is the saying well it, it. <laughs> was it was understood and there's also it was stated that there was a number of screens which may have been met, which did not necessarily parlay to a an exclusive theatrical release. So I'ma tell y'all something. There's something very wrong here that we don't know. People suing Disney is normal. That is like a thing that happens <laughs> on a daily basis. Mm. The way that this is playing out and the language that is being used is strange. I mean, they basic they basically was like we can't stand that, Hefo. When does Disney do that? Never. <laughs> because so but, wait to find out what else is going on.
1: But the argument could be made specifically that Scarlett Johansson is just a figure, uh, a placeholder. She's it's who's probably behind this is basically the her talent agency, CAA or whatever the heck. Yeah, they got to, to it. cut out everything too. Yeah, it could yeah. Also they be the they theater l-
4: chains. Everyone loses money yeah. when she doesn't get paid because. Yeah. The Agents are paid while mm-hmm. the people that represent is paid. And the theater chair. but again
3: is it- arbitration is the way that this is normally handled. So yes. yeah, that's to me, that's the most interesting thing. Like the money is not interesting to me. The money is always happening, right? Mm-hmm. What's interesting is the means in which this is playing out.
1: Mm. And I think what happens is basically is that the talent agency basically wants some of that sweet streaming money. Every time there has been a brand new medium, from VHS to the introduction of television, contracts basically in Hollywood had had to change. And usually it takes, on average, about five to 10 years to contract to catch up with the new medium. Uh, it happened with, when television was introduced because back in the 1950s, basically they introduced the concept of, uh, once once the studio system ended, of uh, royalties and points. and mm-hmm. And usually it took Television to do that until the mid 70s to do that so actors basically were just paying a flat fee and that's it you were screwed that's why william chadner just made x amount of money of star trek and he didn't make any sweet money out of the royal of the syndication
3: it's true This happened with streaming what you're talking about happened with streaming it also happened in the publishing industry with the advent of e-books and they they weren't in contracts so who own the rights to those like you said anytime there's a new technology it throws contracts into turmoil exactly and the companies
1: take advantage of that and Disney with Disney plus seeing this other side of it they basically see this black hole in terms of the law and they are saying they're making a lot of money out of basically those uh, special screenings of Black Widow that only The the premier access thank you
4: they're the only one who does it and yeah, the yeah. other ones don't have it, which is why you haven't seen this with other. Uh,
1: and and the, I think what they want to streams. know is the data. They want to know how much of those, how much, how much people have paid those thirty bucks for well, to Disney. Mm-hmm. The directory.
0: other the other thing that occurs to me in on all this in terms of like the the, the real vitriol of the response that Disney yeah. gave is mm-hmm. um, two things. One is there's a sense of we don't need you anymore. They don't.
2: You know, yeah, well, she's she's, she's she's quit. Well, she's <laughs> she knows she's,
0: it she's, she's done. Kid. She's done at Marvel. Mm-hmm. She's she's completed her the course of her character arc, and and they don't need her anymore. The other thing is, she's a woman. And yeah, there's that. Yep. And it's very very easy to consider this th- through the lens of, you know, that oh yeah, it's just you know, some woman wants more money, so we're going to tell her to go away. Yep.
2: So. Um, that's very unfortunate I because, I mean, she's I such a know, big star, you know? She, well well, wait, well Shireen, wait, wait, to whoa, 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 hold on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They, at least you were saying the same thing I was, uh, Roberto. Shireen, what, 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 what's your point here?
3: I just don't know if that's the case. I mean, Disney has been embroidered with a lot of suits with women um i I don't know that it's it's because she's a woman i I tend to think there's something else here because they there's just something wrong here you guys i can't put my finger on it but there's something that is causing this um that is something that is playing out behind the scenes that we don't know you know like remember when ted uh, sarandos and bob igor were going at it and (laughs) nobody knew until bob until ted sarandos started taking all bob igor's toys (laughs) so you know um so i'm just not sure i'm not saying that drew isn't correct drew may very well be correct i'm saying i don't know
1: well, the mm. thing something, is
3: that There's something off here for it, me. It
1: could be basically, again, that she is a placeholder. Maybe the fight is doing Marvel Studios and Disney, because Feige himself is known to basically foment a very healthy relationship between his production company and the talent. The well, ta- there's
3: another thing, is that in the Marvel contract, it always goes to arbitration.
4: Yep. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. I also, I think this will change, the dialogue will change if Emma Stone decides to sue in the upcoming weeks. Or, yes. Or. And, yes. And,
3: yeah, and why. Like, again, and what thing. Disney's yeah. response will be. Because if Disney's response is the same to Emma Stone as it was to Scarlett Johansson, the up- then we will horrible. know it's a woman thing. Yeah. Or it's a don't test us at this moment in time thing. So yeah, so that's gonna tell us a lot more.
2: So it, are, are you talking about Emma Stone, it, it might sue over that Cruella movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. That is that oh. is that is
4: the the talk outside of the the article just about Scarlett Johansson it is, it is talks about Emma Stone, is thinking about this with her people, and Emily Blunt might also over Jungle Cruise. Yes. Oof. This doesn't affect the Dwayne Johnson because he's a producer and helped uh, make the film, yes. so he still got whatever he else got was owed through being an executive producer and producer of the film. Mm -hmm. He took over the project. He caked up
3: in the Amazon.
4: Yeah, he caked up. Oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Remember, (laughs) Warner Brothers uh, just basically did, when they got their little bad publicity, just calculated that you all made this amount of money as if you were all successes, so here. And
1: actually... And everybody shut up. Yes, Mm -hmm. and the thing is that they were the bad guys for a couple of months. They're always the bad guys, aren't they? But the weird thing is that after that... People are saying maybe one of did the right thing when they did that. So yeah, this, this looks like sounds sounds quite familiar. It's a lot of <laughs>
4: dialogue I've noticed over the past couple of years. Oh, they're yeah. so evil.
3: People are yeah, people are resistant to new formats because they're not sure how they're going to play out. Hmm. The the minute that a new format shows itself to be successful and and, and you know people get what they feel to be fair compensation then the twittering stops then the you know little voices in the trees stop so Mm. but the weird thing um,
1: it's pay attention to that and uh, pay attention to what's happening with England and Netflix that's another lawsuit that's going to affect streaming deeply Mm. that one has to do specifically that Netflix wants the data uh, sorry long England because in England talent work for the government which is weird but Mm. uh, it's not
3: weird it's just it's just their culture
1: yeah so the BBC basically is a powerhouse, specifically of talent that people work for the BBC. Everybody has worked for the BBC one time or another. So
0: the
3: BBC B- is synonymous with television. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
0: <laughs> it's a
1: lifetime contract. So, <laughs> so they're suing. The, the British government is suing Netflix to get access to their data to see how much of the local productions are making in in Netflix in England because they're going to demand fair compensation.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Well, the the streaming market being so new, and you know, particularly with all these studios and entities relying on the streaming to be able to deliver the content uh, during the pandemic, you yeah. know, and and a lot of people saw. I mean, and and frankly, yeah, some of it had me confounded because you know, it's like, for example, the release of Wonder Woman 1984, which kept getting pushed back and pushed back, and you know then how Warner just is like you know what we're gonna go ahead and just release this thing you know and where uh, a a Disney said you know what we've got this Black Widow movie we're gonna hold it until after the pandemic but then they go ahead and they do a simultaneous release on Disney Plus and theatrically and initially it looked like that was gonna work out Uh because you know that opening week and the thing made all this money but then the tremendous drop-off in the second week and everybody uh, <laughs> uniformly saying well that was because you released it on uh, you know streaming also and
3: i got to tell that you that ain't why
2: well yeah. I, I i all i can say is mm-hmm. if i hadn't been going to a screening i probably wouldn't have gone to the movies to see that movie i, I would have just exactly since it was right. available on streaming i would have i would have streamed it now exactly. if if it ain't streaming and you're going to force me to go to the theaters to see it then maybe maybe I will. I'm fully vaccinated. You know, it's like what the <laughs> heck. I could sit there maybe for. Maybe Yeah, maybe not. Well, I but, mean, we, but the chances are greater huh? if it's theatrically if it's theatrically released only. That I mean, and that's the only way I can see it. It's you know? no Fast and Furious. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's not that. You know, I think that movie well, did about as well it. as it was going to do. Honestly. Um, yeah And so I think that you know but she's gonna get paid they, I, I, I figure she'll probably get like another 25 million or something they'll split the difference from because i think that they are overestimating that she would have made 50 million dollars um off of this film uh, off of revenue yeah. but um but you know i i do think it's kind of like when people were like the, the han solo movie it, it should have made more it's like no it did what it was gonna do yeah, yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> you know um again I think the behind the scenes are still for me the most interesting thing here because I feel like a lot of times there are are for lack of a better word machinations going on in these Hollywood mm-hmm. um, yep. rooms that of which
2: we are unaware. Hmm. Which a very free good free. book will be written
1: in the future.
2: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
3: somebody, Somebody Inside the mouse tell, hole. You know, in, this, in this era, somebody is going to make an anonymous Twitter account, you know, burner account, yeah. and tell everything. <laughs> and,
1: yep. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. But the thing is, that also remember that Disney is under new management. And it's, it's something to consider specifically mm-hmm. that there's also something playing there. New boss, was the old boss. Yeah. <laughs> Are
3: you saying that Scarlett Johansson is a Karen and she wanted to speak to their manager? <laughs> oh, <laughs> whoa! Whoa! whoa. whoa. Oh. Didn't, she, didn't go blonde she said
2: Black Widows, she, she, so. <laughs> she said I
1: didn't. Whoa! <laughs>
2: That's that's joking. really good. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> that kidding. is that I'm is, a black
1: lady. I can say Karen.
2: <laughs> that is really good. That was on yeah. time. Yeah. Hey, but look, that musical cue means that it's time for us to take a short break. Of course, Fantastic Forum comes to you via WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. We're a community radio station, and that means, among other things, that we are non-commercial which means that we rely on our listeners and our sponsors and our underwriters for the continued operation of the radio station visit the website at wera.fm find out how you can support this wonderful institution of community media and it's tax deductible also anyway look we are nowhere near done with this discussion here on this episode of fantastic forum So uh, if you hang out for a couple of seconds, Roberto and Drew and Julian and Shireen and I will be right back with more right after this. So don't go away. And welcome back to the Fantastic Forum here on WERA 96.7 FM, Radio Arlington. Oh, also streaming via WERA.FM. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell, and I'm joined in studio today by Julian Lytle and Roberto Ortiz and Drew Bittner, and through the miracle of technology, we're also joined by Shireen Nicole, and uh, when we took the break, we were starting to—well, actually, we were just closing out a conversation about this lawsuit that Scarlett Johansson has filed against Disney regarding the release of Black Widow. So, um, are we—are uh, we done with that portion of it? I mean, I, I think I think we've about beat that dead horse today. Yeah, d- <laughs> Jerry,
1: Jerry called her a Karen, so that's.
2: Pretty much, I
3: did not call her Karen. I made a joke.
2: <laughs> you, yeah, you, made, you, you, a, you did. You, joke did. you did. You asked if she was a Karen. I <laughs> did ask if that was what you were saying. She's, just, she's just asking the question.
0: You
4: know? just That's right. asking. If
2: she is I'll ride with her on this one. Though.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bring the manager out. <laughs> Let's see what the manager's got to say what about y'all this. got to
4: say? Wow, where well, ain't money yet.
2: <laughs> I
3: appreciate you guys. She's gonna get paid. You, you know, she's she felt that. Get-
1: she felt that in California. She's like in the kitchen right now, and she's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> so <laughs> you know, I feel
2: hot. <laughs> the
3: reality. I think mean, they live in New York.
1: Oh, oh,
2: good for her. Hey, look. The reality is, she already been paid. Now, seriously, I mean, and and, and I and get I. Paid I, again. Hey, well, look. I, I, I appreciate. She paid more. I appreciate that to do this work. It's extremely lucrative. In fact, I think about that. Every year, when I have to report my earnings <laughs> to the union, yep. because there is a portal, and I don't know how many people know this, but there's a portal on the union website for sag After when you're reporting your earnings, a screening question, it's like, did you earn over half a million dollars this year or under half a million dollars wow. this year. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes, it is my aspiration Just to, have, to have check no time. the to get over yeah. half a million. Yeah. <laughs> and, and some people make that on a single film. Wow.
3: Some people make that in a single hour.
2: Yeah. that's that, that, hey, you know? That's what I'm talking about. So, she already been paid. Thank you very well, much. The you know,
3: <laughs> thing is is that people, one thing I do want to say is that people underestimate how strenuous doing this yeah. kind of franchise is on the body. Um, these kinds of stunts even when you have stunt doubles, this kind of schedule uh, what they have to do as far as, th- they're not doing national junkets, they're doing global junkets, they're doing major events, and it is a lot of mental wear and yep. tear as well as physical wear and tear. Mm-hmm. So they do really, you know, I mean, they deserve what the market bears, right? We can argue about whether yep. or not it's a fair price, but it is the market price.
1: Look at what happened mm-hmm. to Steve Uderek, um on the set of Better P- Percol Soul. You heard about that, right? Yeah. He had a heart attack, and... I assure you, the production stress gets to you, and Mm. it's brutal Uh, working on a... I I used to do some minor work on commercials back in the day when I was younger, and that was brutal. And I, I have a friend of mine who used to work on TV shows, and he tells me, yeah, this is nothing. The average day on a on production is 12 hours. Mm. You're lucky six days oh, yeah. a week.
2: Well, and let me tell you something if you are one of the principal performers, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's stress on everybody, doggone it. But if you're one of the principals, I mean, that that is no joke. Of course, the compensation is excellent, is all I can Absolutely. say. So,
3: excellent. you know, it's so. Surviving.
4: And they got catering, so sorry.
3: <laughs> 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 And And the higher up you are, the more that the craft services cater to your needs. Oh,
2: Oh, indeed. And you might have an assistant. Look, I'm just trying to get a trailer. You know, (laughs) I got an assistant and I, I want a trailer with my name on the door. And for them to come and be like a... Mr. Campbell, uh, you're needed on set. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mr.
1: Campbell, and what? here's your bowl oh. of
3: green M&M. Yeah. You know,
1: uh, <laughs> I actually
2: have a Richard Donner. There's a red one in there, damn it. Somebody get that out of there.
1: Hey, guys, I have a Richard Donner story uh, with Bill Murray during Scrooge. They're saying that there was a uh, when they were filming Scrooge, Bill Murray was being Bill Murray, and he didn't want to leave his trailer. Uh. And what Richard Donner did is basically he got all the crew to go to the trailer and start singing at Bill Murray's uh, trailer for him to come out. (laughs) Come out, do work now. Oh
0: my God. And it
1: worked. (laughs) And people still talk about it. He did it the right way. Instead of making a confrontation, he made a light fun. (laughs) Yeah. There you go.
3: Shame is a powerful motivator. (laughs) Uh, It certainly can
2: be. Okay. So, uh, moving along. Uh, The other thing that I had wanted to talk about, and you know, we took up quite a bit of time on that uh, Scarlett Johansson thing. (laughs) AKA Karen. (laughs) uh, Ha ha ha. Oh, that's going to be a thing. I did say that. That's going to be a thing. Uh, So, and this is a little unusual, only because uh, at least in this day and age, typically what you see are uh, creators, when they do talk about the compensation issues. Um, it's not creators who are at the height of their professional popularities mm-hmm. you know and um, you know I mean because uh, like like uh, Jim Starlin for example let me tell you something I love me some Jim Starlin but uh, you know Jim Starlin is an older guy and has been working in the industry for a while and for those of you who don't know Jim Starlin created Thanos yeah and you know obviously this is a character that has seen a lot of use particularly lately and uh, Jim Starlin had to work something out you know, because, oh yeah, Thanos, you know. But uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates has been doing stuff a lot more recently. Uh, had a run on Black Panther that by uh, some accounts uh, actually created a very favorable environment for the film to be financed. Also, Ed Brubaker, mm-hmm. who is one of the co-creators of the Winter Soldier, yeah, and, and uh, Black
1: Widow and the Red Room.
2: Okay, well, I always say
4: he's the. Co- yeah, I, yeah, he he create quote unquote created the Winter Soldier, but the other stuff is kind of. That's what it gets all blurry like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not. But
3: with the Winter Soldier, it's not a quote unquote. He created the Winter Soldier because, of course, Bucky existed. Yeah. But yeah. the whole Winter Soldier concept is Brew Baker, which is right. why I'm wearing a pay Ed Brew Baker T-shirt right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if you can see that.
2: Yeah. Well, and that that's kind of where I was going with this because recently, uh, those two gentlemen. Uh, we're talking to the press about this, and, you know, particularly in terms of um, what they call, uh, and Julian, you probably know a lot more about this than I do, but these so-called derivatives, yeah. you know, where a character based on something or something else. Which is DC why I, has, I said, mm-hmm?
4: quote unquote,
2: <laughs> because
4: when them lawyers get involved that's bucket Barnes, and if they didn't pay jack kirby for bucket bars they dang or ain't gonna pay you for putting a long hair on them and a robot arm looking like colossus no 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 oh you oh oh, you are mean man no you got you got to think you got to think like the suits y'all out here thinking like artists you got to think like like the lawyers you know Well, well, that's what.
3: but no, I'm thinking like the lawyers, because remember, I'm the one who said that Scarlett Johansson's lawyer talking about it was understood to be is some nonsense. When it comes to contracts, it needs to be clear. But I think that what I'm speaking to is that there's a really good argument there that no... Brubaker did not create Buggy Barnes, but he did, in fact, create the Winter Soldier. Yes. And what Marvel is selling right now ain't Buggy Barnes, it's the Winter Soldier. I agree. Well, you know? Now, other people, I'm with you, Julian. Other folks, like, you know, when Tana Coates gets in there and he's like, well, they kind of, you know, got this from me. Now, that's going to be real squidgy and real difficult to prove whether you think he's right or not, which I don't feel like speaking to. But, like, I, I'm, I'm with Julian on that. When we're speaking about legalities, these are the ways that I see these coming together because, you know, I have to deal with a lot of copyright law all the time. But so. the
1: but the, the irony is that I believe DC Comics is a little bit better than Marvel Comics. And yeah. I, it's because of yeah, the
3: they're not good at keeping their hand off your ass, but they'll pay. You.
1: But <laughs> in, who was the editor of DC Comics back in Schwartz uh, Julius? Julius Schwartz. Schwartz yeah. Julius Schwartz. Mm-hmm. I understood that basically Julius Schwartz made it a deal that creators up to the point of George Perez and people like that who created characters that are still being used you know like well, wait, that happened later yes mm-hmm. that but,
4: happened with that happened under Jeanette Khan so what, yeah what you're saying it came after Neil Adams after
0: Schwartz and
4: fought H- okay. we brought the mm-hmm. the creators of Superman mm-hmm. up because the movie and they out here yes mm-hmm. one of them is a mail carrier and the other ones in a basement <laughs> somewhere and they ain't getting no money that all that yeah. happened like later Ju- uh, Julie Swartz was great he ain't do none of that they had to get a <laughs> woman in charge to change a lot of other things and then paul Levis becoming in as like the actual publisher while she ran like the company yes mm-hmm. a lot of that happened in the in the 80s after a lot of fighting from neil adams and um what was the other who was the writer he worked with on batman didn't Denny know yes and alan moore and frank miller even though he's going through his things right now publicly <laughs> um yeah there was a
1: lot of fighting to get yeah. those dc contracts better. Well, across the street, and it's still to this day to the point I I was following the Facebook feed of Louis Simonson, and I'm gonna throw a spoiler out there for the Superman and Lloyd show. So I'm throwing, well, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute before you do that. that. So, but wait, finish. I was just saying, like, across Hmm. the street,
4: the people in (laughs) charge of Marvel and Jim Shooter at the time kept things going as it is. Like, I don't think Larry Hamill was actually paid accordingly to the contributions that Marvel was contracted to make for G.I. Joe to be G.I. Joe right now.
0: Hasbro might have fixed that
4: later. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that, to be they, sure. They took it their lot knees of and thank for mm-hmm. all the work he did. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Wait, 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 wait,
2: just a second. Yeah. I know you're excited. Oh, Sorry, he's, we're he's, all he's excited. It's <laughs> going to a point where
4: <laughs> the contract stayed the same for a very long time. And there's certain changes that went into place once the MCU gone in. But it's still not really equitable compared to the contracts in place at DC. But it's also depending on who's in charge, how they want to interpret those uh, compensation agreements.
2: Mm.
3: And whether you're doing comics or you're doing movies or TV shows, those make a difference as well.
2: Yeah. Well, the one thing I do want to give Jim Shooter some credit because um, royalties, period. (laughs) That was, I mean, let's not forget. Let's not forget. It, it, It was work for hire. And Whatever yep. in the hell they paid you, but those pages that was all you were entitled yeah. to up until Jim Shooter is like you know what we're gonna start paying you based on sales and some other yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like that so yeah. even though even it was though a process. Yeah, and it still is. <laughs> it but still thing, is. But all right, Julie, uh, sorry, Roberto. On hmm? a, um, a recent CW... Oh, wait. There's one second. You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia, and streaming via WERA. FM. We are Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Shireen Nicole and Drew Bittner and Julian Lytle and Roberto Ortiz Who was just getting ready to regale us with some of <laughs> his personal t- uh, yes, Stuff yes. that mm-hmm. resides in my
1: brain for no good reason um, Luis Emerson basically was commenting on her Facebook feed recently that one of her characters surprisingly showed up in a CW show. I will not spoil it, and she was commenting that she had to contact uh, artist Joan, can I it? like oh, they, J- John. Bonne-up- 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 Bonne-up-
2: yeah. yeah, they, yeah, I cannot pronounce his name. because oh John J O N Bonagot, There you go. Because they
1: they <laughs> needed to make sure that they were going to get royalties from the appearance of that character in the CW show so mm. yes and that's the thing it's like the contract the way dc has agreed i believe not only they have to give you credit they also pay your royalties yeah yeah they they pay you yeah
3: they do
1: they get they, you get money on his appearances in other forms of media exactly
4: again it does do depend on how they choose to interpret it in terms of how much you get i wonder because how much when George paul Paris levis guessed. was there things was different so he was seeing it first and he was like yo this person oh, they about to get this amount of money because y- all this y'all doing, I'm going to make sure my people mm-hmm. eat. Mm-hmm. Paul Letters, yeah. <laughs> he has been publisher for a while. So things was kind of iffy, <laughs> but people didn't change. So maybe things might be, be looking a little bit better right mm-hmm. now. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. I mean, from what I've heard. To-
2: mm-hmm. Now go on, Shereen.
3: We do have to give DC credit for both crediting and paying people yes. for their IP. Yes.
2: Yeah, that's you know? true. Because yes. the crediting yes. thing is huge also. Yes, it is And Marvel's gotten a little bit better about that. But it seems as if the crediting, I mean, once you and I honestly think that was the problem with Bill Finger getting credit on the Batman stuff, because once you get credit, that kind of cracks the door for you to get royalties. Well it was know? a
4: Bob Kane's contract with DC. Yeah. Yes, that, that they he was going to be the
2: only guy. So yep. like
4: they mm-hmm. wanted, it got to a point where it was like, we, we need, we, it should be, but it was like, they, In they looked at their contract, It was like, yo, yeah. we can't even, I don't even know how they, that little, the little documentary kind of washes over the part, I have no idea how they fixed that, how they got, I don't know.
0: I'll change it to well, yeah.
2: with. Well, with and, and, and Bob Kane died also. That don't yeah, stop yeah, contracts. Cool. No. 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 It
3: can. It, it but I don't think, it, yeah,
2: I don't think it stopped his
4: because, mm-hmm. like, his family and everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like you know, Bill Finger's like great. Like granddaughter had to fight, or like mm-hmm. you yeah. know, recently. Well, and
2: Jerry Robinson's we, family too.
4: At least Jay Robinson, he he got a check during the Dark Knight. Though he got a nice check, and it was like wow, <laughs> <brow>, wow, <brow laughs> blessing. Good. You know what I'm saying? There was a lot of big checks that went out. I remember uh, who was who made KG Beast, but was it Starlin? And Jim Starlin. Yep. Yeah, because he, he was yeah. like, I got more money off of that character. They didn't even have a name in Batman and Superman. And Thanos was in like 50, 11 movies. Yeah. I was like, he, he got well, KGBs? We didn't even know that was KGBs. It was just like, oh, that's a Russian dude with a gun. I was like, yo. Marvel, you ain't, ain't playing fair.
3: That one fires coins.
2: Oh <laughs> so, um, yeah. Hey, w- wait a minute. Drew, I've seen you over there taking notes. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, do so. you have something that you want to add based on the notes that you have taken?
0: Um, Sure. I always have something to add. Um,
2: my, Well, my look, if you don't, I'm going to let Roberto talk. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you, were, you were taking notes. He's, I'm like, oh, he's, he's got something to say. He's here, you know? talked plenty. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, anyway.
1: Uh,
0: right. I'll go to the corner. Uh,
2: <laughs> you don't move from that mic.
0: <laughs> no, but uh, what I was going to say was um, this, this is... This has been a chronic problem in this industry, yep. and it's only one that's really become a major problem with the advent of movies and television and yep. streaming and all these other alternate media. I'm sure it existed in radio as well when they put Superman and Batman on radio. I'm sure that was an issue. Or put them in serials on you know Saturday morning movies and things like that. But, um, but the fact of the matter is that the industry has not really addressed this. They have not taken it on. And they've let creators, the people that are creating the content that they need to have to sell, they let them languish. It's done on purpose. And they've, tre- they've treated them rather badly. And it's- I think that it's come around. And I think that, frankly, we're in a situation now where creators can hold, you know, big companies like DC and Marvel and others accountable for how they get treated and, and bring some bad publicity to their doorstep and say, look, you know, this isn't right. I mean, yeah, contract's a contract, but but fair is fair. And if you're gonna make a a billion dollar movie out of something that I wrote that did not exist until I wrote it for you, then I should get something more than a thanks in the, you know, last five seconds of the credits.
1: The weird thing is that I see Warner Brothers changing more in that direction than Disney.
0: Well, I mean, you know, Disney's gotten its share of, of bad press for some of its business practices over the years, and I'm not going to go there, but I will say that I think Disney needs to clean its house too because this is not going to go away, and, and they're in the business of looking good and being a family-friendly company and being squeaky clean and all that, and this does not work for them, so they're going to have to fix this, okay, and they I'll, fix things
4: with money. I'll say this. If you look at DC Comics currently in this infinite frontier... Mm-hmm. You're seeing a lot of new characters. And there was a period in which... Comic creators was like... Yo, don't make any characters for these companies. Mm-hmm. So... In that period where I say things was kind of iffy... In terms of the, the DC contract and what they was paying... Clearly... There's a lot more people like, oh, we about to get some bags, because <laughs> I'm about to make a character every month, and I'm looking at like, oh, that's a new character, oh, that's a new, oh, that- oh that's a new- Ooh, this character was just in the comic, he in the Flash show already, I was like, oh, they looking like, I need a bag, so let me go in and, yeah.
3: I heard it, it
1: was so bad that they actually were like no more new
0: characters for a minute they' were like hold on That's, that's well, possible let's
3: have a pause but, well, I and but
2: institutionally I, I mean that was what uh, marvel did when uh, fox had that x-men license yes, they yes, were like true. don't make any new characters for yeah. the x-men <laughs> <laughs> yes you know? yeah, and it was like wow anymore. yeah don't give them anything and, was like, and, wow, and, wow, and, they, and they and they and they canceled fantastic four yes out i canceled the book, but you know um, we were talking about uh, uh, Warner because um, there have been a lot of issues with these TV shows I mean the Arrowverse being on I mean there's folks trying to get checks and In, in some cases they are getting nickled and dimed behind the appearances of some of these characters on black lightning and on legends of tomorrow and on the flash and on Supergirl, and I gather now on Superman and Lois also.
1: The weird thing is that Warner Brothers in Hollywood has a rep of being a more artist-friendly studio, which is insane, hmm. but yeah, they have a Well, I
3: mean, sp- relative.
1: Yes.
4: Yeah, everything's relative. It's, yeah, all, it's all relative.
1: <laughs> Disney, on the other hand, has a horrible rep. Horrible. And... The Marvel Studios had a good rep in specifically dealing with their talent. Did they? Well, <laughs> did they. they? They hired paid uh. talent. Uh.
4: Yeah. Oh, you go. Uh. You go to get the new director that made one movie that made like two million dollars, and you gonna like sign him up to make this expensive movie because you ain't want to pay the. Established director, what they actually pay the, supposed to hot, be
0: paid? Hot indie filmmaker that you're gonna
2: micromanage? Oh, they you, haven't you, even you, talked to established directors since Phase One. Actually, yeah, they man. got out of that, and it's like, oh, we don't need y'all no more. We yeah. can go with anybody. Terrence
4: <laughs> Howard's a bad guy because he was like, hey, yo, I got an Oscar nomination. I need my, I need my, bo- I need my coins. Well, it said in his contract.
2: It said in his contract,
4: this is what you get. I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. say what they are. Shireen, but later I will I will tell you the way what I call them folks on oh, Fantastic Forum after hours.
2: Ah, yeah. Hey, look, we're we're almost out of time, and so I want to make sure that podcast. folks get a chance to. If you got any kind of summation kind of thing you want to say about that, and you know now is the time to get it out.
1: Well, they so. better get paid because they need the they need the ideas. That's the problem. That this can't thanks to streaming and all the new media you need to generate new new content constantly and you need to encourage creators to create stuff for
0: you. The, the counter argument to that Roberto is going to be that we have 70 years of stories sitting in the vaults and in the archives and we can just resurrect these things but the fact of the matter is that a lot of those stories are very old, yes. they are not timely, Bingo. they are dated, Key they way. are all. They have all these problems and you can't just pick a story out of 1965 and assume it's going to play in 2021.
4: Bingo. Somebody I will just refresh it, but what I always say is this, is that rule 4000 to 80 didn't just apply to the music industry.
3: Cody people like Shady.
4: Everybody
0: is Shady. <laughs> when it comes to money, wow. ain't wow. nobody not Shady.
1: Wow.
3: Yeah, so I, I just took out a Sharpie and I amended my T-shirt. It now says, pay Brubaker and
2: Simonson. Um, <laughs> there you go. I'm going to need one of those, too. She might get a check. She might get her check. It might just take a little bit longer. Oh, she'll, she'll get paid. Well, and a whole bunch of people, frankly, need to get paid yeah. because, you know, you're you're making oogobs of money behind this stuff. And I've got to believe, in terms of the IP... That's what Disney was really thinking yes. about when they acquired Marvel. Yes, exactly. yeah. and anybody who's in a mm-hmm. position—I mean, I don't. It, yeah. It's like it's like, you know, Warner Brothers. Like they don't understand what they got. You know, they and do it's like, know what
3: they have. Y-
2: nope. You know, because mm-hmm. I mean, it's a license. To print money, these yeah, characters. They all if you make do it right, money. They, exactly. money. Yeah, if you do it
3: right, Let's exactly.
4: not stop like they ain't making money, man. Come on, they making, they making big money. I mean, they're they're making, making some money, money Marvel do got it's trash great. games. Let's let keep it above. Yeah,
2: yeah. But, Video games where the future is. <laughs> hey, but the key <laughs> is the people who created these characters, who drew them, and who wrote them, and who. Uh, Created, created the foundation yeah. yeah that all this stuff is being built on need to get some coin as, as I mean, an artist I mean, damn, everyone is replaceable that's what I, you learn doomsday
3: mm. apocalypse still dazzler yeah <laughs> but like yo like like she is a pillar of comics
1: yeah right? yeah, yeah. Hey, you realize that uh, Jack Kirby from heaven is looking at us saying yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> and
3: I mean and I feel <laughs> Where's like Kirby too god damn it yeah. Right on across the river sticks. Give Kirby his money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: well, you know he didn't even old. he didn't even have health insurance until he started working for that animation studio on yeah. Thunder. Right, yeah, better, better. yeah, Anyway, though, go to yeah. Hollywood comic book people. They'll <laughs> pay you fairly. That's, that's, why, that's, that's why. That's why what they I'm do saying. it. That's why but, they do it. But look. That's all the time we have for this episode. I'd like to thank my panelists, and you too, for tuning in. Of course, Fantastic Forum is also a television show, and you can check that out if you go to the website at fantasticforum.tv, or of course, you can check out our website and uh check actually i was gonna say you can check the listings in your local area because it might be on tv actually so um oh also we re-air each and every thursday yes uh, at 3 p.m here on wera.fm if you miss any portion of the show Um, Also, we're available as a podcast. Thanks to the Great Geek Refuge. Check us out on all the platforms where podcasts are available. And be sure to come back next week. Same bat time, same bat station. Have a great rest of the weekend, people.